Good morning and welcome to another episode of Coffee with a Kick. I am Xander, that is Keegan, and we are here to talk about uh, Match Week 12. What a weird one. I mean, these these past two match weeks have totally wrecked my record uh, as far as picks are concerned. Uh, we'll get to what we did this week in a, in a bit, but... Needless to say, it it was a poor showing from both of us. Uh, caught off guard by a good number of these matches, I would say. Yeah, couple of shockers. I mean, couple of teams that we thought we could trust again, and of course they break our heart, just like the ex girlfriend you always thought you could trust again. But they come back and they break your heart. They so. come back. But before we get into the first match, which I am quite excited about. Uh, we are going to go ahead and request plaintively that you go ahead and like and subscribe and leave us a comment and help us with, as people say, the algorithm, uh, mm. that infamous YouTube algorithm. Uh, I don't know how it works, but you help us with it. Good job. Anyway, that's enough of that groveling. Uh, we'll move on to the first match of the weekend which was my Wolves taking on Tottenham Hotspur. And let me tell you, didn't see this one coming. A 2-1 victory for my Wolves. Yeah, what a comeback. I mean, Tottenham had their chances to put it away. I, I will say that, but they they just couldn't convert. It felt like after their goal, yeah. they had on one other shot on target. And it kind of felt like Wolves was the team, I don't know, very Man City-esque game. Wolves just played to their strengths. Yeah. They didn't I, try anything fancy, and they, they got it in the end. It, it wasn't like we snuck up on them either. Like we, it was, There was a fair amount of, of Wolves possession and, and optimistic possession as well, especially in the first half. I mean, not, not a lot happened in it in total, but I thought that for – you can tell that we've definitely shifted strategies a bit from from when we were playing previously. Now that we have to fill in for for Neto not being there, and and it's worked so far. Um, yeah, that the the, the uh, Kulishevsky assist there. Well, I, I, did he actually get the assist on that or? Oh no, he laid it off. Yeah, he had that fantastic little spin move there inside the box to lay it off to uh, uh, the Tottenham player, who then put it across for the goal. Which is quite good. I mean, we we lost track of a guy on the backside of the play, which tends to happen when you're not the, you know, the best best of sides. Um, but it was a but goal that goal. was the only slip up. That I was really, was really was it, yeah. Uh, but it was really good. Other than other than that, um, fair bit of possession. Oh, where'd I go? Yeah, this uh, the guy who came in for us, our our super sub. Coming in for us, uh, Sarabia, getting both the goal and the assist, feeding off to Lamina. Um, I thought that he he looks great. I don't know where he's been the whole time. Yeah, it's been weird that he's been on the bench because he was kind of a high-profile signing. He was at PSG for a good bit. So, And, and really, I, Tottenham will feel bad about that. I mean, besides the fact that they lost. Like, they could have gone up 2-0 
uh, there in the 88th minute with Son. Had a pretty good shot of it and really bungled an opportunity in the 88th minute. Mm -hmm. Then then we have uh, Sarabia come on and get his goal there in in, uh, three minutes after coming on. Just right immediate impact. So maybe we'll be able to lean on him a little bit more now that he's been more fully integrated with the club. Um, But... But we will see going forward. Great result for my Wolves. We both got it wrong because why would we expect my Wolves to beat Spurs? Spurs definitely going into the the um, international break here on a bad footing. I mean, dropping their last two matches after going undefeated over the uh, the, the first part of the season here. Um, definitely not what they're looking for going into this. Yeah, it's a welcome break. They're going to want to regroup. So I don't think they're mad about the international break coming up. Not at all. Well, we will move on from the Wolves' victory to the Arsenal and Burnley match. Uh, this one, this one went well. It went how I thought it would because it's, it's Arsenal versus Burnley. You, for some reason, anticipated a nil-nil draw here uh, for Arsenal and Burnley. Did not turn out to be so. Although to be fair, like it took it took Arsenal a good bit of time to get uh, to get their first goal there for for Burnley. Yeah. Hey, first forty five minutes, I was feeling pretty good. I, Burnley like, almost had it in the thirtieth. There, uh, Burnley probably could have had one there in the thirtieth. No, unlucky not to get it. Um, but then in the in the 45, 45 plus one. Leandro Trossard, they just totally lose him there on the backside of play. I mean, it, it was a very Burnley give up uh, there. And then, you know, you get that, that shot of adrenaline in the 54th minute um, with the, the unfortunate deflection, to be honest. Uh, yeah, right to the deflection to land right in front of their guy. Um, if my m- notes are correct. Did not last long, though. 57th minute, then uh, the, the Arsenal goes down and whoop, what does that say? Yeah, it was a very easy goal for them. Um, I do think that the Burnley goalkeeper should have done a little bit better on it in the 57th minute for the Saliba goal. But, you know, Zinchenko, that was a strike, though. He did have quite the strike there. His little ninja kick. Did you see that one? Yeah, you know... I saw it and I was like, man, typical Zinchenko. I mean, every like 30 games, he just has a screamer that keeps his value high. But yeah, it was nice. It was nice. They they deserve the win. Burnley did play well, though. I will say they if they play like that every game, they're going to get some yeah, points. It, it, the past two matches have not gone their way, but they haven't looked as bad as they did in the beginning. And, and that, that red card there in the 83rd, which kind of made it a little bit more interesting... It, it was a red card. Both the I think there were only two red cards this this week, but both of them were pretty well deserved red cards. It was a it was a dangerous tackle for sure, a cynical tackle. Well, it wasn't even cynical. It was just dangerous and, and kind of absent minded. Uh, but yeah, uh, Arsenal. We I had that one right. You had that one wrong. Um, I will not be saying that too much more this weekend. Uh, then we move over to Crystal Palace and. Everton, that one of the one of the uh, serious serious matches here. I mean, this was a very exciting match from st- literally from start to finish. I mean, they scored. Both teams scored within the first five minutes. You know, it was it was very 
out of the gates just kind of crazy. Yeah, this one, not how I anticipated. I'll be honest. No, no, we both I, got it wrong. Well, no, actually, you it went a little bit how you ex- expected. Yeah, I mean, my prediction was hopeful. Because what I say, Everton 3-1 or what? A 2-1 Everton victory. I had the inverse prediction, which was yeah, wrong. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more defensive. And it really didn't feel like no. that ever. It felt like just a very fluid attacking game the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it really... It, Everton, Everton again, again. Like I don't, I never know who's gonna show up for Everton because they've they've shown this previously in the season, like this nice fluid attacking. They haven't been able to convert is the thing, um, and in this one, they decided to to figure it out. I guess, um, yeah. Uh, on the first one, uh, really, it, that one was Crystal Palace bungling. I felt like. Uh, where they just could get the ball out of their own box and and left a man unmarked on the backside, not a great one. Um, but Ezzy, Ezzy, how do you say his last name? Ezzy, Ezzy, Ezzy definitely drew that P PK. Like he earned yeah. that one, and it was a great move that that he got in there with. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate for Crystal Palace just not being able to pull it off. But Everton deserved the victory for sure. Yeah, Everton, very, very Sean Dyche esque performance. Mm-hmm. You know, get a lot. Of, they didn't have a ton of possession, but they played defense and they countered well. And I don't know, Sean Dyche has them kind of rolling now. They started off slow, but they they're now just one point behind Crystal Palace and fourteen. I think they're safe. So I yeah. believe they're safe. Wow, you know, you say that, but we have some of the other teams who we thought were like obviously going to be relegated some of them picking things up all of a sudden um this next one is not one of those uh, uh, instances manchester united taking on luton town not a lot to say about this one to be honest again another game where i felt like man you I don't know. Like it felt like an even match besides the possession stats. Like when I watched the game, it was like possession wise, clearly man, U was the better team. But as far as like actual play, man, U looked like a bottom table team. They they were in control, but they weren't threatening a lot. That's, that's what it felt like going back over it. It was, it was a lot of possession and like, you know, final th- not, not quite final third, but but at least on their half possession, a lot of time spent on the Luton Town half, and I mean Luton Town did not get many good views of the of of the United goal, but it just it, yeah, it wasn't quite hitting on all cylinders for United for sure. Um, yeah, Man United, they sit in sixth on. Tw- but their goal difference is minus three through 12 matches, which is just shows you how many games they've won, like one to zero. Yeah, it's it's not super. And, and really, Marcus Rashford in the 70th should have it should have been more than than one. I Rashford should have had one there in the 70th, but he really, really did not come through with that one. Uh, that was one of my major notes here. Um, but yeah, not a lot to say about it other than. At least you didn't lose. It does not instill confidence. I mean, it, you get your three points out of the teams that you need to, you know. 
Um, so we'll see how United can come out of the, uh, the, the the international break. See if they can get any sort of any more zhuzh in their in their side. You know, gotta zhuzh it up a little bit. Uh, then we'll go to. Oh, we both. Oh, I got that one right. So you got that one wrong. Uh, then we move down to. Here is the first of the oh, second of the ones that we both got just totally wrong. Bournemouth beating Newcastle. I mean, I guess I go back to position A here on Newcastle. I can't even trust them to be untrustworthy. Uh, how do you lose two nil to Bournemouth? Yeah, I don't know if it's like Champions League fatigue or what it was, but it, it was an awkward game. And I kind of felt like Newcastle, they didn't play bad really to start no. the game, but then they allowed Bournemouth to really take control of it. I mean, Bournemouth, 10 shots on target and almost even possession. That's for a team that sat in relegation zone. That's ridiculous. Uh, it, it was almost a comedy of errors that that gave Bournemouth the win. I mean, the the their first goal was unlucky when the Newcastle defender uh, put the ball back past his own defensive line, and the Bournemouth guy was just the first one, uh, and Solanke was just the first one to jump on it. And then in the yeah. 63rd minute, they almost had an immediate answer. There was a two-on-one that Newcastle had at the top of the box. Should have just played the guy over to the left hand to the right hand side. Would have been an easy tap in goal, and then you're back one one, and it's a totally different match. But you blow that, and then ten minutes later, uh, on a corner kick, it kind of bounces around in the box, and then uh, what does that say? Solanke, he slapped it in again. Yes, another another great nice strike by Solanke there, and then Bournemouth just packs it away. Like, listen, we're up two 0 Let's 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 get out while the getting's good, you know. Well, they're at home, yeah. so let's and, let's I mean, stack stack it in with all the getting's good. If Bournemouth and Burnley can play like they did this past match week, every week, they they're going to start giving teams a run for their money. But it seems like both teams played up to the competition, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they can sustain that. But yeah, Bournemouth played well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's good for Bournemouth. I mean, it's making it's making relegation more interesting for sure. Um, Burnley, we gotta gotta see some more. We gotta see them convert on this good energy, though. They have not done so, done so thus far. Uh, moving on from that to Aston Villa and Fulham, another one that we uh, we both got this one correct, actually. This was the one that actually kind of felt like it should have uh, for the weekend. With with Aston Villa, you know, they, they took care of Fulham. Fulham's not great. Uh, unfortunate, really, really, Anthony Robinson was the downfall of Fulham on, on this match day. Not and a great... Own goal? Own year. goal, and it was, uh, he had the giveaway that gave, uh, that gave Villa the... Their third goal in the 64th minute. He had that bad giveaway just outside of the the box on that end, and just they broke away super fast on it. It was not a good look for Jedi. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure if that's his second own goal of the season, but there was another one very similar that I think he might have given up. But yeah, not a great showing by the American. No. 
But I think I might have predicted this one pretty close to correct. Maybe not. Uh, no, we both got this one correct. I mean, you had it as five one, so it's definitely yeah. more more than I had as three two. And and you know when when they hit when Fulham hit in the seventieth minute, they hit well. I mean, they caught Aston Villa's high line on a great run. Almost had the second one really, and uh, the eighty first just. Almost caught him again, but it was just a, just a stretch, just a tiny little... Well, there's one that was literally a toe later on that we'll get to. But he was just a little... didn't quite bend his run enough to get him off. But Fulham could have come back into it late in the match. But, uh, you know, Anthony Robson was all over the place. He actually assisted on that on the Fulham goal. So good on him for that. I heard this. Aston Villa is apparently unbeat... Uh, is, is, has 13 straight wins at home. Not just unbeaten. They have 13 straight home victories. So wow. keep that in mind as we go forward for picks. Maybe that'll help us out. Of course, now that we know the trend, it's going to subvert itself, obviously. Now that uh, we've named it. Now that I, I shouldn't have said anything. Uh, then to Brighton, Old Albion, and Sheffield United. Hey, Brighton, what are you guys doing? What are you doing? We both got this one wrong. Yeah, Brighton, this was, a, this was an awkward game. I mean, the red card doesn't help, but that didn't even come till the 69th minute. Yeah, I, it wasn't like they were blown out of the water beforehand. Yeah, before that, I I don't know. Stat-wise, you look at it and you think, okay, six shots on target to one, 62% to 38%. I don't know. It felt closer than the stats said. The Webster own goal, obviously unlucky, but... Right, yeah, but I mean, if he doesn't put that in, the guy on the other side's gonna put it in. So it's not yeah. like it's not like it's not like Robinson's where like he was the reason. This one was ugh, he was in he was trying to make the play and it didn't go right. But the guy on the backside was definitely gonna knock that in. I thought in and uh and Dingra's uh goal was very nice, very Matoma esque for Brighton. Yeah. Just taking it there from the left hand side, essentially doing a one uh one man show with a little bit of the one two there. Uh, with Bonnet, Bonnet, Bonnenote, Bonnenote. There we are. Bonnenote. It's it's Italian, not French. Bonnenote. <laughs> yeah, this one. I don't know. Like, it felt like after that first goal, Brighton just kind of took it for granted. Like they yeah. almost thought they were gonna get more, and they yeah, didn't. Yeah, took the foot off the gas. Like we'll get one. Um, actually, there's there's another match that will be similar to that that we'll get to uh, for later in this match day. Uh, not many of them left, so what can you catch? What's what I'm talking about? Uh, anyways, we'll move down to Liverpool versus Brentford. Uh, we both got this one wrong as well. Yeah, so we we're, we are 0 for 4 in the last two matches, all, all told. Uh, Liverpool... Liverpool handled business. They did. It, it, 3-0 is, is a little bit unfair to Brentford. Like, I felt Brentford had some very good opportunities. Um, they should have scored in the fifth minute, like, right out of the gate. They really should have done that. Uh, yeah. But they didn't. And it kind of that kind of just followed on from there that Brentford had their chances and didn't convert, whereas Liverpool converted the chances that they had. Yeah, this one, I mean, we just need to quit picking Liverpool to draw or lose because when we do, they usually win 3-0. to zero. Uh, This one was wild. Because, yeah, you're right, Brentford started out great. And I think they played well, but Liverpool is just on a converting streak. Yeah. They're just 
they're they're putting them in. I mean, and it's from coming from all different people. But this, it feels like Liverpool are flying under the radar. And I think that if City keeps slipping and Tottenham keeps slipping, they're kind of the favorites at this point. They definitely, they definitely could sneak up on the table. Darwin Nunez is probably going to be a little tick though, because he was off. He was he had two goals back to back, but he was offside by literally just a toe uh, on the first one, and then by a little bit more amount, a little larger amount on the second. Um, and then and then Diogo Jota makes me miss him there in the seventy fourth minute with a great strike. Uh, wish he was still on the walls, but say la vie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, not much to say. Liverpool took care of business. Oh. They're looking red hot. Mo Salah's second goal, though. I don't know if he'll ever have an easiest header into the goal. He yeah. was standing all alone, did barely even like put anything into it, and just right in there. That was that. That looked bad for Brentford. Definitely did because uh, they were all hoping it would be out and just let a, a free runner go. Well, he wasn't even running; it was just standing there. Uh, that's that's a little bit of a lack of discipline. Um, yeah, both got that one wrong. Uh, then we move down to West Ham United and Nottingham Forest. You got this one correct. I did not. Uh, with West Ham United, another very exciting match. West Ham and uh, West Ham and Nottingham Forest. A lot of a lot of very interesting and, and exciting matches this weekend. And arguably, we haven't even gotten to the the craziest one yet. Um, Arguably, I think it's pretty, pretty much for sure the craziest one. This one had a lot of twists and turns. It, it, it did. First half, uh, third minute, West Ham came out swinging. Piquetta had a nice goal, um, and then Nottingham. Once they got the forty-fourth one, I felt like maybe it was going to end in a draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither team, they both have pretty good attacks, but neither team have been like the prolific, consistent scoring sides. But that 63rd, 65th minute exchange, that was exciting. Yeah, I mean, it, essentially back-to-back goals. One off of the uh, a great cross by Nottingham Forest from Aina to Alanga. And then uh, another, I just, West Ham was killing Nottingham Forest with the corner kicks. Uh, that's really what it came down to that their that their set piece play just uh, with James Ward Prowse getting two goals off of assists in in one game uh with Jared Bone in the first one where a great ball in um for that that uh Jared Bowen put into the back of that and then Tomas Susik with the second one. A much stronger header from the opposite side this time there in the 88th yeah. to help West Ham put away the three points. Uh, really exciting match. I It was, you know, Nottingham Forest will be disappointed for sure. Uh, but West Ham, good good result for them for sure against another mid-table team. Yeah, Nottingham looked dejected when, mm-hmm. the, when the last header went it. I didn't feel like they were going to come back and get a goal. No, it, no, like they were they were, they were done at that point. Yeah, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll we'll go in, get the two, get out. Um, but you know, it's it, you'll have time to lick your wounds, and then you get you get Brighton on the rebound for for Nottingham Forest. So we'll see if Brighton can do anything. They're they're sitting here with winless in their at least their last five. Let me see how 
a win this in the last six since losing 6-1 to Villa. Mm. And then draw, loss, draw, draw, draw. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough, Brighton. Uh, but to get to the final match of the weekend, the Chelsea and Manchester City match. A, we both got this one wrong, too. Imagine that. Uh, this one, a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this one, I mean, it felt like City probably seven times in the match put it away. Yeah. And then they couldn't hold on to the lead. And, and really, really, it was City shooting themselves in the foot, I felt like, for most of these Chelsea goals. Like the yeah. first one that that uh, that Silva got thirty nine years old, by the way, oldest goal scorer in, in quite a while uh, uh, for for Chelsea there. But I mean, Ederson, why are you so close to your your front post on that? Like, I feel like you need to be better positioned to to keep that out. Um, yeah. And then on on the uh, then you know. It's, Holland gets his PK there in the twenty. Uh, sorry, those just before that they got his PK. Then for the 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 second goal there for Chelsea, like Gvardiol. First of all, bad giveaway in the midfield. And then Gvardiol, what are you doing there? Just clear the ball. Yeah. Don't diddle around with it, and then you lose, it and it goes it gives them an easy tap in essentially. I mean, it's both those goals were just bad defensive mistakes. I felt like. Um, yeah, I have, you know, two guys I have issues with on Man City. Jeremy Doku had, after we go up three to two, mm-hmm. he's got a chance. He gets the ball to break away. He can either pass it over or he's got, it's only one on one almost with the keeper. Mm-hmm. And he hits it right at the keeper, just squanders no. a chance to put it away. And then Chelsea's 67th minute goal. If you watch the replay, I believe it was Gallagher, shoots it from outside the box. Diaz slides as if he's shooting it far post for some reason. The ball's not going anywhere. Jackson, his man, peels off of him at that point and is right there for the rebound. I, there's a fair bit of blame on Ederson for that one, too, because he he blocks the ball back down it. in front of the goal. Yeah. So I mean, there's 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 plenty of blame to go around for that second one. Uh, what the third one, the 67th minute for for Nicholas Jackson. Then the penalty that was just. I mean, I it was mean. it was it, it's because it was so wet. I mean, it, it was it was unfortunate. No, he slid all the way into the stands in the PK box. I mean, he just kept going. Then he argued it. He was like, "No, I didn't. I got no, the ball." It, and it, it was so bad. Yeah, it's like, what is that, an ad? The one where the guy does the, the goal celebration, just keeps sliding around the pitch on his knees yeah, like the so whole good. time. Yeah, it was crazy. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it didn't play too hot in the second half. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I mean, it was unfortunate for, for City. Um, but, you know, it's always tough to go into Stamford Bridge. It's always tough to go into Stamford Bridge. You get out of there with a point. Um, you're You're still top of the table. With Liverpool now biting at your heels. Uh, actually, they just leapt over Arsenal on goal difference, 17-16. Uh, to 16. So it is, I mean, it's tied up at the top. We got five teams within three points. So it could change. It could change any day. How is Manchester United back up in sixth? What are you guys doing? 
Stop. I told you we've been getting those like one oh two to one, those lucky wins, and their win column is pretty big, I'm pretty sure. So it yeah, I don't know. Something's gotta give. Well, uh, I mean they've had a pretty easy slate of things the past couple yeah. of weeks. Let's look at this. Man United, seven wins, zero draws, and five losses. Yeah, that and, is, and their wins are over sides that don't necessarily instill – I mean, their best win on the year is like, I guess, against Brentford. I mean, it's yeah. either against Brent it's, – it's because it's not against my Wolves. It's against Brentford. Other than that, they've beaten Nottingham Forest. Maybe Nottingham Forest, but meh. I don't know. It's a toss-up between – it's either – your best victory is either over Nottingham Forest, 3-2, to two, or 2-1 two to one over Brentford. Other than that, you beat my Wolves – on an objectionable non-call. Uh, you beat Burnley 1-0. You beat Sheffield United 2-1. You beat Fulham 1-0. You beat, yeah. uh, and you beat Luton Town 1-0. Like, that doesn't... Talk about instilling confidence. That doesn't do it. Only team to, to, to not, not draw. draw. Yeah. So they've they've got a little bit of a easy front load here. We'll see how it shakes out once they start playing good sides again. I mean, when they did in the past couple of weeks, they lost three 0 to City at Old Trafford. So yeah, you know. they've got Chelsea. Oh no, no, they've got uh, who do they got up next? They got Everton up next. So well, we'll see. We'll see which Everton shows up. Anyway, and that is the week that was match day twelve. We both went a stunning three and seven uh, on this match day. Not great. Uh, I finally organized my notes, and I figured out that my most recent totals did not include all of the weeks. Because I look back, I'm like, wait a minute, we're we're on match day 11, and we have 100 picks total? That's not correct. It should be at 110. Anyways, I went back and recalibrated, and I am now at 58 and 62, which is not great. But it's better than your 53 and 67. So, small graces, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, not too great. Listen, we'll pick it up. We'll pick it back up here after the international break. We need our own international break here to get our picks back in order. Maybe so these teams can figure it out. Start acting like they're supposed to. Anyway, anything you want to hit before we get out of here? No, no. I'm excited for... uh... Excited for the final international break because on the other side, I think it starts right after it that there's a Premier League game every three days. Ooh. It's something like that that starts to pick up around the holiday holiday season. Well, well, well. There is certainly that to look forward to. That and me without having to mute my mic every 30 seconds to cough, to hack up a lung. So that'll be nice. Anyways, uh, in the meantime, why don't you go ahead and Find some soccer to watch. Uh, wait. And go ahead and grab your coffee. Watch said soccer. And we will see you uh, for a preview episode for the next match day. Not sure what we'll do. Okay. Uh,